Hey guys, it's Danielle. Welcome back to another Pure Root Wellness Podcast, the show that discusses natural and holistic approaches for optimal health. So join me down the path towards finding the roots to your personal wellness. Hey everyone, welcome back. This is Danielle with Pure Root Wellness. And today the topic on the podcast is going to be the microbiome. And what better way to kind of bring in a brand new year um, talking about gut health. You hear people talk about what is gut health, what is leaky gut, what is the microbiome, what does gut health do for you. I'm going to break it down for you real simple, real fast, down and dirty um, on the basics on what you need to know about truly what is um, the microbiome in its entirety. So simply put, uh, the microbiome is really made up of microorganisms that reside inside of our GI or our gastrointestinal tract. Um, so that's pretty much from mouth to butt, okay? Um, these bugs, and I'll keep calling them bugs, the, the appropriate medicinal or medical name for them is microorganisms, but these bugs live and work together to keep us healthy and thriving. Now, microorganisms can actually be an umbrella term for uh, bacteria, viruses, yeast, parasites, and archaea. These are all um, types of microorganisms that actually reside in your body. Whether you think your body is actually a sterile environment, um, you're sadly mistaken. Uh, the reality is, you know, bacteria, uh, which make up uh, the majority of, of our cells. And to be honest with you, there's 39 trillion microorganisms um, living in our body right now. Bacteria make up uh, a, the fair portion of these 39 trillion microorganisms. Um, but bacteria really is a single-celled organism and it promotes good gut health if they remain in, in check. So when too much bacteria or a virulent um, type of bacteria, i.e. something like E. coli, a specific strand of E. coli. You all have E. coli. I have E. coli in my bowels and stool, but a specific strand could make us ill, or too much overgrowth could make us ill. Um, when you hear something called a C. diff infection, that is too much of a bacteria making us ill. Our body can no longer keep that bacteria in check. Uh, viruses themselves are actually particles that are just made up of DNA and RNA. Not all are bad. Uh, some are actually important, you know, a, a big important part of the gut bug community, should I say. Uh, they can actually keep our bacteria kind of in check and in harmony as well. They kind of fight with each other a little bit um, to say, hey, you know, slow down in your overgrowth or, you know, you're not going to thrive. I'm taking over. I need this environment too. Um, it's kind of interesting the, the dance that all of these microorganisms have um, synergistically uh, within our body itself. Yeast is considered the multicellular organisms. They're a little more intricate than bacteria. Um, they actually will compete for one another. So it's interesting if, if one type of yeast is thriving, another is dying. Um, so that's something kind of to be cognizant of when, you know, you're talking about yeast overgrowth, um, or people that, you know, have difficulties with, uh, certain yeast infections and then parasites. They've, <laughs> I, I enjoy when I re read this every time, it makes me kind of chuckle. Parasites are actually called nature's thieves. They, they steal from the energy from the host. Basically they just steal. 
They they um, really don't promote anything besides take, 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 and not a lot of give. And then Archaea are really old organisms. They actually roamed the planet way before even oxygen existed, which is too cool to think about. Uh, they're found in deep oceans, like inside volcanoes, in your colon. Um, pretty hardy little buggers, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, pretty cool. But they really don't seem to be as affected by the diet as much as like the bacteria, the viruses, the yeast, um, and parasites do. So now that we kind of know what each one of these microorganisms, um, you know, kind of their role in the body, you know, the bugs themselves, the bugs metabolize the food we give it. So I'm going to say that again. The bugs metabolize the food we give it. When you think about it, we're not feeding ourselves. We're feeding these bugs so these bugs can take care of us. Um, 39 trillion plus of them. So that's something to really sit back and think about. Um, you know, if you think you're eating healthy, which you very well could be, but the reality is you're not feeding the specific types of bugs that need to thrive. One bug may like a specific type of food group or, um, you know, breakdown of that food group. But if you're not feeding every single kind of um, organism that needs to keep everything in check and harmony, um, you know, your diet that, you thinking, that you're thinking could be healthy may not be so healthy. Um, and by doing this, by feeding the bugs and letting them metabolize the food we give it, this can promote beneficial products being released or harmful products that flood our system. So again, think about that. You're feeding a bug that can give us benefit or harm to the body. So our food is basically the bug's food. Not all micro microbes eat the same food. Um, kind of just what I said. Each dietary choice that you make will allow a specific group of microbes, microbes to either flourish or falter. So if you permanently remove a food group and then the microorganism that thrived on that food group will eventually starve into extinction. So that microorganism that could be keeping another bug in check or another virus in check, you've now completely eliminated from your system itself and things can get way wonky donkey. So it's just very important to realize, um, you know, for years and years and years, I thought, okay, I'm, I'm eating the healthiest I could possibly eat. Um, but I, you know, I eliminated a lot of food. And maybe that wasn't the right way to go. Maybe my body was saying, listen, you know, you were only feeding certain types of microorganisms and now the other potentially beneficial microorganisms are no longer able to thrive or even extinct because, you know, you were picking and choosing and really, um, you know, hindering uh, what those microorganisms needed, needed to help you. Hey guys, it's Danielle. Welcome back to another Pure Root Wellness Podcast show that discusses natural and holistic approaches for optimal health. So join me down the path towards finding the roots to your personal wellness. Hey everyone, welcome back. This is Danielle with Pure Root Wellness. And today the topic on the podcast is going to be the microbiome. And what better way to kind of bring in a brand new year um, talking about gut health. You hear people talk about what is gut health, what is leaky gut, what is the microbiome, 
what does gut health do for you? I'm going to break it down for you real simple, real fast, down and dirty um, on the basics on what you need to know about truly what is um, the microbiome in its entirety. So simply put, uh, the microbiome is really made up of microorganisms that reside inside of our GI or our gastrointestinal tract. Um, so that's pretty much from mouth to butt, okay? Um, these bugs, and I'll keep calling them bugs, the, the appropriate medicinal or medical name for them is microorganisms, but these bugs live and work together to keep us healthy and thriving. Now, microorganisms can actually be an umbrella term for uh, bacteria, viruses, yeast, parasites, and archaea. These are all um, types of microorganisms that actually reside in your body. Whether you think your body is actually a sterile environment, um, you're sadly mistaken. Uh, the reality is, you know, bacteria, uh, which make up uh, the majority of, of our cells. And to be honest with you, there's 39 trillion microorganisms um, living in our body right now. Bacteria make up uh, a, the fair portion of these 39 trillion microorganisms. Um, but bacteria really is a single-celled organism and it promotes good gut health if they remain in, in check. So when too much bacteria or a virulent um, type of bacteria, i.e. something like E. coli, a specific strand of E. coli. You all have E. coli. I have E. coli in my bowels and stool, but a specific strand could make us ill, or too much overgrowth could make us ill. Um, when you hear something called a C. diff infection, that is too much of a bacteria making us ill. Our body can no longer keep that bacteria in check. Uh, viruses themselves are actually particles that are just made up of DNA and RNA. Not all are bad. Uh, some are actually important, you know, a, a big important part of the gut bug community, should I say. Uh, they can actually keep our bacteria kind of in check and in harmony as well. They kind of fight with each other a little bit um, to say, hey, you know, slow down in your overgrowth or, you know, you're not going to thrive. I'm taking over. I need this environment too. Um, it's kind of interesting the, the dance that all of these microorganisms have um, synergistically uh, within our body itself. Yeast is considered the multicellular organisms. They're a little more intricate than bacteria. Um, they actually will compete for one another. So it's interesting if, if one type of yeast is thriving, another is dying. Um, so that's something kind of to be cognizant of when, you know, you're talking about yeast overgrowth um, or people that, you know, have difficulties with uh, certain yeast infections. And then parasites, they've... <laughs> I enjoy when I read this every time, it makes me kind of chuckle. Parasites are actually called nature's thieves. They, they steal from the energy from the host, basically. They just steal. They, they um, really don't promote anything besides take, 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 and not a lot of give. And then archaea are really old organisms. They actually roamed the planet way before even oxygen existed, which is too cool to think about. Uh, they're found in deep oceans, like inside volcanoes in your colon. Um, pretty hardy little buggers, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, pretty cool. But they really don't seem to be as affected by the diet as much as like the bacteria, the viruses, the yeast, um, and parasites do. 
So now that we kind of know what each one of these microorganisms, um, you know, kind of their role in the body, you know, the bugs themselves, the bugs metabolize the food we give it. So I'm going to say that again. The bugs metabolize the food we give it. When you think about it, we're not feeding ourselves. We're feeding these bugs so these bugs can take care of us. Um, 39 trillion plus of them. So that's something to really sit back and think about. Um, You know, if you think you're eating healthy, which you very well could be, but the reality is you're not feeding the specific types of bugs that need to thrive. One bug may like a specific type of food group or, um, you know, breakdown of that food group. But if you're not feeding every single kind of um, organism that needs to keep everything in check and harmony, um, you know, your diet that, you thinking, that you're thinking could be healthy may not be so healthy. Um, and by doing this, by feeding the bugs and letting them metabolize the food we give it, this can promote beneficial products being released or harmful products that flood our system. So again, think about that. You're feeding a bug that can give us benefit or harm to the body. So our food is basically the bug's food. Not all microbes eat the same food. Kind of just what I said. Each dietary choice that you make will allow a specific group of microbes, microbes to either flourish or falter. So if you permanently remove a food group and then the microorganism that thrived on that food group, will eventually starve into extinction. So that microorganism that could be keeping another bug in check or another virus in check, you've now completely eliminated from your system itself and things can get way wonky donkey. So it's just very important to realize, um, you know, for years and years and years, I thought, okay, I'm, I'm eating the healthiest I could possibly eat. Um, but I, you know, I eliminated a lot of food. And maybe that wasn't the right way to go. Maybe my body was saying, listen, you know, you were only feeding certain types of microorganisms and now the other potentially beneficial microorganisms are no longer able to thrive or even extinct because, you know, you were picking and choosing and really, um, you know, hindering uh, what those microorganisms needed, needed to help you. So the end game really is you control the making of your microbiome, which is way too cool to think about. So let's get into people always say good bugs versus bad bugs. Well, healthy bacteria, i.e. in parentheses probiotics, will will reward us by providing chemicals that reduce inflammation given health and balance of our GI tract. So, you know, the compounds after we promote or feed our body with the probiotics, the compounds that result from this are called postbiotics. Um, Unhealthy foods really allow for unhealthy microbes to flourish and they create compounds that inflame our body. I mean, that's just kind of a given. We all know that, right? Unhealthy foods are going to give you, you put garbage in, you're going to get garbage out. That's just the reality of it. You know, but when we really talk about the term dysbiosis, this refers to the loss of harmony and balance within the gut. And ultimately, this can lead into what we call leaky gut. And leaky gut um, is a whole other podcast, something we can talk about. But, uh, you know, you have this um, barrier in the gut itself that's now been broken down 
because all of the unhealthy foods in the in the microbiome couldn't protect the lining of your gut at this point. So um, just knowing that each bite you take, each meal you prepare, each opportunity to eat food is additionally an opportunity to promote well-being or hinder well-being, promote health, promote garbage health. You know, it's it's very simple, right? Hard to do, but very simple and worth it. So how do you improve or I improve my microbiome? Well, plant diversity is key. Eat plants, all plants, all colors, all the time. There is not a single plant in this entity of the world <laughs> that um, is necessarily bad in an essence in its raw, healthy form. Um, but plant diversity is truly, truly key. Eating the rainbow, right? You can kind of break it down into more simplistic terms. Eating that rainbow um, will only promote good, healthy bacteria. You're feeding exactly what the body needs from a diversified standpoint. Uh, fiber is always important. We talk about fiber. Us as Americans, we suck at eating fiber. We just, there's no way we even get close to eating enough fiber. The fiber is what helps actually feed these bugs as well. Um, that's kind of what we call a, um, a prebiotic actually is the fiber that also promotes that nutrition uh, to the microorganisms or to the bugs themselves so they can flourish. And really healthy bacteria cannot survive without fiber. Um, once fiber is introduced into the diet, the short chain fatty acids will soon follow. The good bacteria use the fiber and produce these short chain fatty acids. What do short chain fatty acids do for me? They suppress the bad bacteria. They actually heal the lining of the gut, which is too gnarly and too cool to think about. And it keeps everything absolutely in check. Short chain fatty acids can actually repair leaky gut. So you see this kind of algorithm or down chain effect of fiber, then you get your short chain fatty acids, then you get, you know, repair of actual intestinal lining, um, you know, hindering a lot of overgrowth of bad bacteria, uh, you know, between plant diversity, which shocker, a lot of plants have a lot of fiber in them, two for one deal, um, you know, you've got to kind of um, really look at the big picture here. It's not rocket science. It doesn't have to be complicated. Um, it's really just getting in the plants and the fiber to promote that good, healthy gut. I don't have to say it, but I will say it. Avoid the processed foods, drinks, all of the junk. You know what junk is. Everyone knows what bad foods are. Um, if it's fried, if it's processed. When I say processed if you look on the back of the ingredients and you literally cannot pronounce some of the ingredient names, it's processed. Um, it didn't come in a natural form, right? If it came in a box, that box didn't pop out of the ground or flourish from a tree. So as hard as it is, as challenging as it is, avoiding those processed foods, avoiding the processed drinks, again, if it's not in its natural form, limit or completely avoid. Another key to a healthy, improved microbiome would be antibiotics only when there's a known bacterial source. We're starting to get better at this um, as far as in a medical community being antimicrobial stewards, um, you know, having that stewardship and knowing that 
we don't need to throw an antibiotic at every single cough, sniffle, um, runny nose, you know, um, nine times out of 10, it can be a viral infection. So really limiting antibiotics when there is a known bacterial source and not promoting, um, you know, the overgrowth or undergrowth of certain bacteria in the microbiome, because that's what antibiotics will do, right? They'll kill off, especially broad spectrum. Makes sense. Broad spectrum antibiotics kill off multiple broad spectrum bugs in in the body. So when you're asking your body to kill off a bug for something else that may not be an infection, a viral infection, you've ultimately taken out maybe good bacteria in the gut as well. And then considering, again, the prebiotic and probiotic, if not getting enough in dietary form, which um, I have a whole nother podcast, a whole nother uh, YouTube page on prebiotics, probiotics, and postbiotics, um, so we can get into specifics on, uh, you know, what that all entails. And then really identifying your dysbiosis. So looking for symptoms, right? Um, These are all kind of broad and very kind of somewhat common Uh, But abdominal cramping, bloating, gas, you know, food sensitivities. Uh, Some people have diarrhea. Some people have constipation. Some people get heartburn. Some people burp, weight gain, fatigue, brain fog. Um, Skin breakouts are a huge one. You know, your skin is one of the largest organs in your body. If you're putting in garbage, you're going to start to see garbage come out, right? Um, Bad breath, uh, you know, pulmonary issues like asthma gets worse. Um, These are all kind of symptoms showing that what you're putting in your body, it's just not able to flourish and it's not able to use the type of garbage that you're putting in. And then obviously, you know, you've got to look at your disease associated, um, you know, kind of uh, correlations with dysbiosis. So people who are obese, um, which is a fair amount of our population. It doesn't have to be that way. We don't have to be the obese population. Um, It's easy. It tastes good. All the junk, all the garbage, all the fast food stuff, I I will be the first to admit. But the reality is obesity, the type 2 diabetes that comes along with it, the coronary artery disease, the kidney dysfunction, um, people who have gout or fatty liver, non-fatty liver disease, I'm sorry, um, acute or chronic pancreatitis, these are all patient populations that are at very, very high risk of just having profound, um, you know, dysbiosis within their microbiome. So when you're looking at some tests, um, you know, what can I do at home then? How do I know? How do I see if I have dysbiosis? <clears throat> I actually, um, myself, after listening to a, um, another podcast, came across a um, type of company called Viome uh, that I did myself. My husband did. Um, a couple of our family members also performed the Viome home testing kit. Pretty cool. Um, you know, it gives you a lot of information in regards to markers for digestion, uh, some metabolic an- analysis, which was pretty cool, tells you you know your short chain fatty acids, um, gives you butyrate markers, things in the gut um, and in the blood itself. Um, you know your immune response and um, you know truly what is your overall health. Uh, it broke down kind of your chronological age versus your biological age, your mitochondrial health, which is all really really cool, interesting. Um, real evidence-based kind of information. 
um, that I was able to use. And they also helped to really kind of cater to supplements. Um, I didn't personally go into their supplement brand. I um, am a true and blue to pure encapsulations. So, uh, but I did use that information uh, to really kind of cater to the supplements that I use and, um, you know, kind of hone in on my personal gut health and microbiome. Um, so something maybe to look into, uh, they usually have, uh, you know, promotions sometimes, um, especially around the holidays, they really are trying to get out there and uh, get the information out. So very cool kind of home testing kit, very easy too. Uh, but you can also look at like inflammatory markers in the blood. Um, you can do, you know, if you're considering, um, you know, a concern for, for SIBO, um, which you know, you can get hydrogen or methane breath tests. Um, you know, if you're seeing a, a usually more specialists do this, you know, gastroenterologists and things of that nature. Um, but truly, you need to just look at the big picture. And this is what I do. You don't need a million tests to see and feel what you think your gut health is doing. People usually know. You know by the way like I said, you know, your skin looks, your breath smells or doesn't smell. Um, you eat food and you feel uncomfortable. You feel bloated. You're burping, you're farting, your stool reeks. Um, it's loose. It's hard. It's, you know, I, you can usually tell your body is ultimately kind of the best clinical picture to see what's going on um, with your overall health and and play with it and how you can improve it. But the reality is, um, you know, it's very simple steps, eating the plants, eating the fiber, and, um, you know, really paying attention to what's going in um, because that's exactly what you'll get out. So I hope this was helpful um, just in regards to, you know, talking about the microbiome and talking a little bit more about dysbiosis. Um, if you guys have any questions, go ahead to uh, pureroutwellness.net and you guys can drop a comment. Uh, my website is there. I'll shortly have um, my PowerPoints up and a video to go along with this as well. Uh, but I hope you all are doing well and be well. Thanks for listening to another Pure Root Wellness Podcast. To learn more about ways to optimize your health using nutritional and supplemental support, visit my website at pureroutwellness.net, where you'll find more videos and links regarding holistic approaches to your nutrition, supplement knowledge, and health topics. Be well, friends. The content distributed in this podcast is intended for informational purposes only and is not intended for medical advice.